Welcome to this exciting new podcast. We are the Netty Cloud Chasers. My name is Glenda Apane, and this podcast is a South African podcast focusing on netball in South Africa, but also a perspective or South African perspective of international netball. So I have three other people who are joining me in this podcast, but just, you know, a quick little intro. So as I said, my name's Glenda and I've been playing netball for almost 20 years now, which is quite wild. Um, yeah. And I've been watching netball like seriously for the past like four or five years. Um, and then in the Telcom Netball League, which is the Netball League in South Africa, the team that I support are the Gauteng Fireballs. And then internationally, I support the Sunshine Coast Lightning in the SSN League in Australia. And then in the ANZ League in New Zealand, I support the Mystics. I'm now going to pass over to one of my co-hosts, Asemathe. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Asimathe Mkai. I'm a netball nerd over here. Um, I've been playing for, I mean, since 2015. Um, I play centre wing attack currently, and I support um, the Southern Stings from the Western Cape in the TNL. And overseas, in the SSN, I support the Giants netball. Um, in the NZ Premiership, I support the the Robin Hood stars, and over to England, I support the Manchester Thunder. My name is Upili Sanomka, and um, so I don't play netball. <laughs> Quit very young age, <laughs> not sports jokes. Um, but my contribution to netball is just trolling, obviously. Um, so watching netball, I think I started like maybe seriously five years ago. Um, teams that I support, so in South Africa, I support the Southern Stings only because my faves are all there. Um, and then in SSN, I support um, Sunshine Coast Lightning. And then in New Zealand, I support Pulse, but I also like tactics. So I'm one of those people. Um, but over to the, the final host. Hello, everyone. My name is Abungile Marman. I have been playing netball. Well, I quit playing netball, but I started playing netball in 2008 and I quit in 2019. Um, I used to play goal defense and wing defense and also goalkeeper at times. The teams I support here in South Africa are, well, I support only one team, which is the Southern Stings. In the SSN, I support two, the Melbourne Vixens and Southern Coast Lightning. And then in the ANZ, I support the Central Pals. And lastly, in England, I support the Manchester Thunder. As we mentioned, this podcast will be focusing on the Telkom Netball League, which is the Premier League played in South Africa. So just to run over how the Telkom Netball League works. So there are 15 teams in total that play in the TNL, which, yes, is a lot of teams, but those 15 teams are spread across two divisions. So there's Division 1 and then Division 2, of which there are seven teams in Division 1 and eight teams in Division 2. And these teams are essentially provincial teams. So in South Africa, there are nine provinces and almost all provinces have two teams representing them. And then just, I think only two teams have, two provinces only have one team each. Then also talking about the structure of the TNL this year and also how it's worked in previous years as well. So they normally have like a power week where they'll play games for around four to five days and they'll be the first leg and then there'll be a break and then they'll play for around a month every or the games every happening every week. So for now, for this year, 
Uh, we've already had the first leg, which was towards the end of April, and the second leg will start at the beginning of June. Then also looking at a brief history of the TNL as well. So it has been named the Telcom Netball League for the past couple of years, and prior to that, it was known as the Brutal Fruit uh, Premier Netball League. And in terms of the winners or previous winners of this league, so last year's winners were, were the Gauteng Fireballs. And before that, the Gauteng Jaguars won for five consecutive years, which is pretty, pretty iconic. Um, and never, never before seen with this league as well. And then prior to that, the Free State Crinums won three times. So we've had three winners so far, but I think the competition is pretty open and, and any one of the top four teams can win it. Then also just to cover the Division 2 as well. So in Division 2, there are two new teams, those two new teams being the Limpopo Lilies and the Free State Sonobromo. So they're completely new teams that were formed this year and have now joined the TNL. And yeah, we're excited to see what they'll be able to bring and how they perform in this new season for them. I'm now going to pass over to Abongile, who will be covering which teams to look out for. Abongile speaking here, and I'll be discussing the teams to look out for in this year's TNL. I'm going to start by discussing the four big teams on Division 1 and then move on to Division 2. So firstly, um, the team that we have to look out for in Division 1 is the Golden Fireballs from Gauteng. Um, I mean, they are the reigning premiers. They are sharing a territory with the Gauteng Jaguars, which we'll also discuss later. However, we need to look out for this team because they are so good. They have so much depth on their bench and their starting seven is very strong. They are captained by Bong Somi, so you can imagine the leadership that they have. And also imagine having the national captain captaining your club. That is so insane to me. So I think that we should look out for the Gauteng Fireballs. Also, um, I think we should look at their defense line. They have Dumi Masoko, who's a small protea. They have Yante Stratum, who is unkept at the moment, but who is in that 15 for the World Cup. She's very fast. She's very quick with the intercepts. So I think we should look out for their defensive end. And then we have Tanita Fandek, who can play goalkeeper and goal shooter. Mind you, she's very, very accurate in the goal shooter position. But in that goalkeeper position, she gets tips and touches and she has great footwork. So she understands how shooters move. So I think that they are a threat because they have so much depth and their starting seven is very, very strong. And then moving forward, we have to discuss the Southern Stings. The Southern Stings are a very strong side on paper. However, it will be interesting to see how their combinations work because they have three star goalkeepers in their lineup. They have Pumza Mareni, they have Sintish Kabuya, and they also have Nicholas Smith. Nicholas Smith can swing between goalkeeper and goal defense. However, her main position is goalkeeper. So it will be very interesting to see how they combine that circle. And then in the middle, they have Shannon Bartlett. She won a silver medal last, last year's Fast Five. So I think it's very important to look out for her. And then in that shooting circle, everyone's favorite, the golden girl, Nicole Talliard. I mean, come on. She creates play down there. She is the conductor. She conducts everything. If she's on song, the Stings win. If she's not on song, which is hardly not on song, but I mean, yeah. Um, if she's on song, the, the Stings definitely win. But when she's not on song, 
the, her team tends to struggle. So it will be very interesting to see how they try to risk to rest Nikki because she has a big year ahead of her and yeah. And then Sean Moore is a high percentage shooter, so she's very reliable. So her and Nikki are also a very established combination. So I think those things will also be very dangerous this year. However, I'm really, really interested to see how they rotate their defensive lineup. And then we have to look at the four-time champions. The four-time or the three-time champions? I'm not sure. Um, Glenda, help me with some facts there. Oh, Jaguars, five-time champions. Yes, see? <laughs> They've been so dominant <laughs> in this competition. We have to look out for the five-time champions, the Jaguars. They have had a slow start to the season. However... We can never underestimate the Jaguars. Um, they play very well. They are captained by Spa Protea. Is it Chrysal? She has been in the Protea setup since 2014. She has so much experience. She swings between center and wing attack. It's going to be very interesting to see how they shape up their midcourt without Marlise Dubrain, who has been a star of that midcourt for years. Um, they've lost her to rugby. And now they are playing Is at center and they're playing Gabo Maseko who's predominantly a goal attack. They're playing her at wing attack. So it will be very interesting to see that mid-card combination. And then in the shooting circle, they have Nsiki Mazimuko, who is very strong, who's very strong with the movements and then with the roles. And then they have also Alice Cannon, who is very strong in that goal shooting position and who's good on the hold and she can pop up and she can move. So it'll be very interesting to see who they start there. And then on their defensive line, they have Yasmin Zalgumaya. They are welcoming back Jamie Van Fake, who is a spa protea. However, she's not in the 15 for this year. Sorry to her, but I'm sure she will be back in the set up very soon. And they also have Melody Jacobs, who has been, you know, in the squad for a number of years. However, injuries have ruined, you know, her development and everything. So it'll be very interesting to see how she comes up this year and she you knows she claims her spot, right? So the Jaguars are definitely looking dangerous this year. However, I think that the fireballs and the stings will have the wood over them this season. And then lastly, we should look at the Krynams. I mean, they have the, the spot purchase combination of Lafibi Rademan and Kanisa Chawane. Um, that that will be very interesting because their combination when it's on song it's very difficult to stop so it'll be very very interesting to see how they work in that front line and then their back line is inexperienced but it'll be very interesting to see how Ani Ratif who's the who's the captain um, leads that back line that inexperienced back line but the crown are definitely looking strong and they are coached by a former Protea coach Mata Sam so it'll be very it'll be very interesting to see what they are offering this year because last year they really struggled in that shooting circle but Straker um has improved has very has improved this season and I think if she gets it together they are going to be dangerous come finals because there's no doubt that they will make top four um so that's it for division one for division two I have three teams that I've highlighted and I want to focus on so firstly I want to focus on the Sonoblom Sonoblom is basically Krynum's B team, basically, because they are from the same province. Um, so if you're not selected for the Crinams, you're definitely going to play for Sonoblom. Um, I've seen some of their games and they've impressed me. Um, for a young side, they seem to have a very strong defensive lineup. They, they're connected. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting to see how they progress throughout the season. They have a very, very fiery goal attack. I think that goal attack can actually, you know, she plays well this year. I can see her making it to the Crandoms next year. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go this year, considering that they are a new team and they are new to the big stage. But I'm looking forward because they are very exciting 
And yeah, they're such an exciting team. I'm really, 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 really interested to see what they will do this season. I want them to cause upsets. I do. I really do want them to cause upsets this season. And then we have to look out for the Barbabs as well. They have uh, Muthuli, who plays for the University of Johannesburg, which is coached by Coach Bongim Somi. She plays with Spa Proteas in her team, like Nomfundum Gomezulu. She also plays with Semin Kobane um, in the university setup. So it'll be very interesting to see her, you know, taking that starting goal shooter position and just like owning it, especially after a year of being coached by the legendary Bongim Somi. So the the J- the Baobabs are looking impressive in that in their defense lineup as well. So I think that the Baobabs are going to take it, but you never know what happens. And then lastly, thing we have to look out for the Tornadoes because some of their players have been elevated to the Stings side because um, Tornadoes are Stings B team. So it will be interesting to see how, you know, they... They actually like find their feet, considering that they've lost um their shooter Rochelle. Rochelle now has been elevated to the Stings, which is very exciting. Um, so can they take the cup this year? What are they gonna do with the changes? So that's it for me. Um, this will definitely be a, a good season for TNL, and it'll be a great, great training for our spot proteas in the World Cup. That's it for me, Abungile. Thank you. Hi there, it's Matli again. I am going to touch up on why all of a sudden we decided to start a Nepal podcast. First of all, it was Pilisa's idea. Um, just randomly said, guys, let's start a podcast. And at first, I didn't really take it seriously. Um, up until we had um, a WhatsApp group chat and I was like, oh my God, this is getting serious. And the reason we wanted to, um, to start this podcast is because... Netball um, as a women's sport is not um, is not spoken enough about in our country. So we just wanted to bring netball to the people. Um, also, we're trying to promote women's sport in our country. So we are very controversial people. We love controversial opinions and hot takes. So we just wanted to have um, to give the platform um, to, to to talk and discuss and have these conversations about netball. Um, also. We wanted to expose South African players and league to the world. I don't think so many uh, people around the world know much about our South African players. So we really wanted to expose them and so that they're known around the world also. Um, yeah, that's all from me. So, um, a few of the nations have announced their squads for the World Cup. Um, for some of the nations, we're not actually sure who is in the final 12 and the traveling reserves. Um, for some nations... Um, They've already announced and we know who's their traveling reserves and everything like that. Um, also, I'd just like also your opinion on that. Do you think it works in their favor or against them announcing it like that? Um, I'll let you have the stage when we're speaking about each squad. So for the squads, um, I guess we can start with South Africa um, since they announced on Friday. Because um, I think a lot of the other nations, the discussions have already been had. Um, but most people don't necessarily know who's who. So South Africa, I think we can just start discussing the squad. Um, what was your highlight? What what was your highlight for you in the squad? Um, what were you surprised about? What are you excited to see? Um, yeah. So I'll we can start with Mate. All right. Um, so I think uh, going into the squad announcement, I already had um, an idea of who could be in the squad. Obviously, there was one or two for me um, shocks, to be quite honest. 
I love my goal saving Gubane, but like I did not expect that. I did not see that happening. I and don't think anyone expected it to be. It fair. came as a shock. It came as a shock. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, what? Okay. Well, at that point, I thought maybe one of um, Nicole Tired or Lafebre wasn't in the squad when I saw Sammy Gubane there, and then I saw them coming in, and I was like, okay, what is going on? How are we doing this? Are we Me going too, Chomi. What's going what on? What is going exactly. on? What's exactly. <laughs> I, did, I didn't get that. But like, yeah, everyone who's in the team, for me, honestly, is, is ex- exactly who I thought was going to be te- in the team. Sorry. So um, besides um, Gubane, there isn't really any other shocks for me. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest, I don't know, this is going to come as a shock. Because, I mean, we expected them to be in the squad. But for me, the biggest shocks in the squad besides Osemi and the omission of Zanele Vimbela was the inclusion of Almeray van der Beek and Nicola Smith, who did not play in any pre-seasons game. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. You understand? Because yeah. I'm just like, yeah. yes. And also, while it came as a shock, I also was not that shocked because I had seen an article that Norma had said positive things about the boat. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I see where this is going. But at the end of the day, what does it say? Does it? Now it leaves me with questions whether does domestic competition matter? Does form matter? Or it's just who you are? Like, so that really came as a shocker. Yes, exactly my thing. And also, like, because at the end of the day, as an athlete, yes, you can make a comeback. I mean, we've seen that with Nora, guys. She came back from having a baby. She won silver, you know, in 2018. But it's just, like, for me, they are both children at the end of the day. They're both, like, 2021. And I think that they should have set this one out because, I mean, they're great. But, I mean, come on. Like, you know, let's just give, you know, people who are you know, who are maybe cleared, but we don't know um, anything about whether they're cleared when it comes to injuries or something, but maybe they are cleared and there's a reason as to why they're in the squad. So I think there was, that was one of the shockers for me. And then also just going into Zen Vimela, who has been, um, you know, a staple of the squad. Like, come on, guys. She's been in the squad since 2014. Yeah. She has been the next goalkeeper you know, behind Upumza. So her not being in the squad was a shocker for me. Very interesting. Um, I think it was interesting for me, but I think after I saw that article, I realized, I started saying, okay, maybe Zan isn't in the team because the way that article was phased and phrased and things like that, you're like, okay, yeah. maybe Zan isn't in the team because where does she fit in? Because it wouldn't make sense mm, to take exactly. almost three goalkeepers because mm, yeah. in essence, Nicola also covers the part of being a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe. But I mean, I think for me, it was exciting in the sense that it shows that like, we're moving forward and we're not always selecting the same people. <laughs> the same people. And also, like, we're moving forward in the sense that like, the young ones are also getting an opportunity for the international stage. There's no bigger yes. stage than the World Cup. And I think yep. it's quite exciting that they get to step on that stage because I feel like some of them can get two more runs of the World Cup. And I think mm. it will be quite... It, like, it will be good to see them step up what is going to happen because I think it's more of the pressure of being on the stage than anything like that. But we've seen, like, the youngins that they took are mostly from the Fast Five team, right? And so, oh, okay, yeah. they know, they're not going to get stage fright of, oh, my God, I'm playing so-and-so or I'm playing so-and-so. Um, who's the, like, they've the done it before. Next yeah. yes, they've done it before. Yeah. So the, the temperament should be there, hopefully. Mm. But, mm. yeah. Mm. I think for uh, me, for me oh, my sure. biggest surprise was the inclusion of Jante Stradon. I mean, she's the only player in the team who has no international caps 
for the spa proteas. Um, but I think it also just shows the amount of hard work that she has done over the past couple of months because she's been in every single train um training camp that they've had since Fast Five. So yeah, yeah. So it's a really, really big congratulations to her to break break into a World Cup team. Home World Cup, essentially, be exactly and be the most inexperienced player. Yeah. So it's really, really huge for her. And and yeah, also just going on on Pulisic's point as well. Um, they've included what like five, I think five players who were in the Fast Five team, and we saw our Fast Five team. It was a, a team of youngsters, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think for me. This this World Cup team also shows how we're developing and growing the young players who will essentially take this team further, like beyond this. Because obviously, um, we can't keep relying on players that have been in this team for the past ten years. At some point, they're also going to retire. So I like that there's a sort of forward thinking, um, yeah, sort of thing with the selection as well, which is really really great. Yeah. I have a quick question, quickly. Yes. So, um, with the inclusion of Oetungubali, right? You know, yes. um, in the country, we've been talking about this GA problem that we have and whatever. And, whatever. Yes. and then we've been talking about, like, we have um, your, um, your Nicole Tired, um, Radaman, and um, Van der Berg. Where does mm. the inclusion of Oetungubali fit? Like, does she come in as a GA? She's a natural yeah. GS, but mm. who can play GA? So her yeah. fitting, where does it go in, in 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 the squad? I think for me, just just looking at previous, um, her previous um, like inclusions in the national team, etc. Um, I think they are trying to push her at goal attack, which for me I don't mind. I do I do think it's more of a, like a learning journey for her. Mm-hmm. So this is part of her learning journey as learning how to do goal attack. You know, with the likes of Nicole Taliat and Lefebvre Rademan in oh. front of you, you know, do, do you get what I'm saying? She's gonna pick up yeah, the yeah. tips and things. You know how to become more of a playmaker because at cool, her previous performances, we've seen her playing goal attack more as a goal shooter, which obviously that's not what we want. So I think I think this is part of her her learning journey and her development as a goal attack to see what a world class goal attack. Should it's not risky like. though, Glenda. I think it's a bit risky to like want to try out that like at, at, at a World Cup level. This is a World Cup. World. Sure. World Cup. I think yes, it's risky, but you don't, you won't get those um high rewards if you don't take risks. Do you oh, fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, it's then, a risk, oh, but I think it's a risk worth taking. Okay. That's my so, opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so now you're saying that, okay, her inclusion is basically maybe for her to learn the goal attack side of things. And then my yeah. question then becomes, there is Gamo Maseko, who is a kept player. Yes, she's not having a great season because she's being played out of position. She's being played at wing attack, right? Yes. But she has the abilities of a playmaking goal attack. So yeah. why not take her? And then, you know, yes, I mean, I have no problems with Sammy being in the squad. She's my girl. Um, but I'm rooting for her. Um, but like, why not? You know, maybe take an actual goal attack to learn from goal attack. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, no, that's I a think fair question. I think okay, but they all both talk because I was like, it would be the height factor. No, it wouldn't. Maybe the finals experience that Sammy edges just above, but also mm. clearly Sammy's part of the progression team. You know, yeah. because she's uh, also taking all the Stellenbosch matches. Yes, Even at quad series, she 
normal letter she pair gets the Australians and things like mm. that. So I just fast think it's more well. of the Yeah, she vision. got that fast five experience as well, yeah. yeah. She's played That's on an international the... stage, yeah. Yeah. I think it's more of the vision of, I don't know, like, obviously no one knows what Norma was thinking. It would be really nice mm. if we thought, like, uh, like, a video, like how Knowles does yeah. videos. This is my thought process, but obviously we never will know. Um, but I think it's part <laughs> of that because I guess the next step is we need future sh- goal shooters, right? Because Porchita mm. and and um, Fento aren't always going to be there. Like I think maybe yes. this is possibly their last cycle, right? So it's yeah. time about progressing. Give Abel Sammy because Sammy played fantastically in goal shooter and boss mm. five. Mm. So I think yeah, it is did. about giving her that experience. And also when you look at that squad, maybe she is the backup goal shooter more than she is mm. a backup goal attack, oh, right? Attack. Okay. Because it's almost because you, when you're seeing what Norma is saying about Van der Berg, she wants to play her more of a goal attack. So I think maybe mm. the goal of making her a playmaker because you can almost see her sometimes in the games. Like she's improved her goal attack positioning mm. really well. She played goal attack better than I thought she would. Um, but she just lacks that bit of playmaking skill. And because she's not mm. a natural goal attack. And also sometimes you can yeah. see she gets a bit stagnant, right? Where she yes, forgets yes. that the second phase depth, if she doesn't get the center pass, is dependent on her. And you can yes. see it sometimes because she wants to run back into the circle. And you're like, baby girl, we still need that second you phase. You still have to go <laughs> fetch the ball, exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I but you. I think that's where they're moving. Because when Norma speaks about Almeria, she's like, she's she's mobile and she's tall and she has what the temperament. And she can shoot from far. So. Yes. Doesn't she possess maybe the attributes of a Gretel Poeta? With the with the good skills, with the skills and everything, I think she could get there. Mm, She's still young, yeah. guys, and I think yeah, she improved, is. She is her. I think her worst. The worst thing that possibly could have happened to her happened, which was the injury. Because I think yes. had she gone to play for the Rhinos, we would be seeing like. Oh, like yeah. Gotten yeah. so much more skill yeah. and things like that. So it was just a yeah. bit unfortunate about that part. But yeah. I think. We've seen her growth, guys. We've seen her growth from varsity nipple. We were like, hey, babes, better hands. Her hands mm. started strengthening and like she was catching balls that she shouldn't be catching. She was the, like, when is, it, when is the goal shooter the main person, you know? Like, not even mm. like that, but the main playmaker. Her team was dependent yes. on her. On she, her, she, yeah. And things. Yes. So I think, yeah, I think she does a lot. And her work rate, I think she has a good work rate. So I think yeah, she'll she solve the future definitely. Like, I also wasn't yeah. mad at that squad. I think it yeah. balanced. Like yes, I'm like I I don't get why Monique isn't there, but yeah. Oof. Let's talk Monique's about that missing. actually. <laughs> Again, <laughs> another another pinnacle nipple event, and she's not there. What yeah, is she not doing? Right. Know, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the combination. I'm pretty sure Monique was in all of our squads that we 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 sort of predicted, and she was. Yeah. No, I, think room, was... I think most people had Monique and then Genre as the backup. But like, yes. it's like, oh, okay. Monique, what did you do wrong, babes? What did yeah, you yeah. What did you steal from Norma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you steal from the plum? I don't know, yeah. honestly, because yeah. I thought that in the quad series, she was very exceptional. She was great. Yeah. She bought the spot we needed in wing defense, um, which is not her traditional position. Yeah, she's a goal true. defense, you know. <clears throat> But, I mean, she's been building up for two cycles now. Like, Pilis has mentioned that 2019, we thought she was going to be a part of the fold. She was not. And then this year, again, you know, it's 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 very heartbreaking for an athlete. And also, like, she's playing overseas. And I know exactly. that, that, does not, that that is not a determining factor. Mm-hmm. But, like, actually, overseas, she's getting, like, court time. You know, she's yes. 
it, you but, know, it's it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. getting full time and actually performing well. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. she is. It's not like she's doing anything wrong in her team. I just think she got mm-hmm. a bad end of the team. Jokes, guys. Oh. <laughs> 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 but like, I just, I think like when you see her stats every week in week in week in week out. She's getting the turnovers. She's applying the pressure because we've seen her play wing defense. I think. She adds a better, like she's adding a nice backup to Shadeen when, like, they have yes. Shadeen's number and things like that. I think she also performed that she got she turned over Borg during quad series for us in that ring defense. I think the pressure she and Carla applied before Pumza mm, was really yes, good and things yes. like that. Um, but hey, the plum knows yeah. better. Yeah, the plum is a plan. Exactly. <laughs> she's won World Cups. <laughs> she's yeah. won World Cups for a reason. Exactly, with the, with exactly. the silver diamonds, please. Oh, Sana. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was talking about the silver the they silver won. <laughs> Maybe she's talking about the silver they oh! won. I'm in the World Cup. <laughs> 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 oh, Sorry, Liz Watson. No. <laughs> 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 Cool. Yeah. Guys. So yeah, I think I think overall a pretty pretty strong team. We're happy. Yeah, we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. very happy. Where do you we're supporting them? these girls 100%? Where do yes, you place them? Definitely. Placing, on a, placing wise. On a good day, That's number tricky. 4. That's tricky. On a good day, number 4. On a four. good day. 4. On a good Yeah, on a good day, number 4. Our starting seven. Who are they four. who are they beating? England. What? On a no, good day. You... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, will not say. Keywords. Keywords. On a good day. <laughs> on, on a good, good day. day. On, on a good day. day. I mean, the same thing could be said about. <laughs> you shut down. <laughs> you shut down. No, but like... You shut down House B. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think the biggest issue would be like Codwell because like, Codwell's really good. And like, yes. I think. Yes. Um, yeah. My biggest gripe with Pumza ever since she met, she left the international Nepal is that she's gone back to being on too much on the body. Because I think one thing she had started oh, to perfect yeah. was to work off the body and like get ball mm-hmm. like that. Because I think once Pumza gets off the body, she's a bit like she plays really well and things like that. Um, so I don't know. But I guess then you could put in like, would you put Nicola? You could replace Nicola and put. You could replace Pumza and put Nicola and see where that takes you, but yeah. Yeah, true. true. I mean, and with, with Carla in front of you, I mean, come on. Carla makes everyone yeah. look good, though. So, yeah, fair, fair. head girl, you know. Well, yeah. While we're talking about England, let's let's talk about the squad. Uh, what, the, the squad of six wing defences? Jokes. Oof. Talk about mm-hmm. it. Talk about it. <laughs> uh, okay. One thing I want to talk about, one thing I'm going to talk about is the yes. three shooters. You yes. have Sophie Jacobford Lewis, who has been building up for years. You know, I mean, <laughs> she won literally. She won the Cadbury Series for them in twenty twenty one. If you can recall those games, she yes. was leading. Like she, she plays a different game to Housby. So Housby, you know, she's a moving shooter, but she can also hold in that circle. You know, whereas mm. with Jacobford Lewis, she gets like every second center pass. She's great. Yes. She's up there. She's, she's creating play. She like mm. runs in the circle, like she literally mm. runs. She she draws the defense. I mean, yes, she was you know she was not 
the greatest when they played Australia, but I mean, we talk about Australia, yeah. But yeah, I true, thought that true. she held her own against Joe Weston, who is very annoying. I mean, I've never played against her, but you can see that she annoys people. <laughs> so it was just like, so for me, I'm very shocked at her omission and her inclusion as a reserve. I mean, that's just like yeah. a slap in the face. And then also while we're in the shooting end, I'm sorry to say this, but I am happy that Sasha Glasgow was not part of their shooting. And I'm really happy that she's not part of that 15 because at the end of the day, I feel like it's very disrespectful to pathway players who have been in the Roses system for years. Ooh, and then yeah, just to, yeah. just to get true. someone who was not selected for the world number one to play for the world number three is just not cool. Yeah, But true. I mean... It's a different I think it thing. Yeah. Been, yeah, I think it would have been a slap in the face to like everyone else who's in the pathway if she had been chosen. Because it's exactly. almost like, oh, okay, so your first choice didn't pick you, but we'll pick you because, you know, we yeah. need you. But I mean, at the end no. of the day, would you have blamed them really for picking her? Not really. But like, <laughs> yeah, I think must wait. The diamonds will call her up eventually. So. Yeah, they, they will. They will. Uh, absolutely, they will. But yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I know like she's been, you know, the topic of discussion, but I'm just like, okay, Sash is very young. She's like 24. She will make the diamonds. And yeah, she will. Deep down, she knows that she wants to be an Australian diamond. So yeah, but I mean, we'll see how just will be or coach, um, yeah, coach JT, as I like to call her, or coach. She um, has a plan. She has a plan. She always yeah. has a plan. She always has a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. She has a plan. I want to yeah. go back. Um, I want to go right to the other end of the court, right? Yes. And try to talk about maybe their starting seven at the back, right? Mm, um, okay, you obviously yeah. have your Jiva mentor. Of course. Because she, she, she's the only um, goalkeeper there. She's the only specialist goalkeeper there. So you have yeah. that. And then you have your on-form uh, um, Padoju right there for goal mm-hmm. defense. Who has a Nico yeah. at the moment. Okay. But hopefully by the oh. time it's the World Cup... I'm sure, Should yeah, I'm sure by then. Yeah. Because also, I mean, you also have your friend Williams. You, have, you also have your friend yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Who do, you choose? Star. Who do you choose between Funmi and Fran? Funmi for Joshu. Funmi. Here's my concern, though. Here's my concern. Yes. For sure, you'll start um, Leila at the wing defense, the doctor. Okay. But then you have your. Wing defense is on the bench. Like, the bench yeah. is on wing defense. You have your Laura Malcolm, who's a center wing D. You have your Allison, yes. who's a wing D center. Yes. You have Jade like, Clark. Jade Clark. Who, it, it's, it's very, like, I'm, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, you are selecting all these, but, like, you're not going to play them. Mm. I also think it's weird, because I also feel like Layla's, has a bigger impact when she's in goal defense. Mm, and I also feel the same, yeah. Like, she's more powerful in goal defense, and I get her to make space for me because for me, a ball winner, and she'll get you ball in crucial moments. It makes sense to have her there. But it's like you're saying, like, I don't know that uh, Leila is the best wing D they have in that team since they have like yeah. six wing defenses. Same, um, yeah. Forced, yeah, they forced them. They forced them. <laughs> True, true. But I think I think for me the squad is boring, not in a mean way, but like in the sense that we've seen it, you know. Like yeah, I think true. for me, and I think if I was a Roses fan or whatever, what would be upset me about the squad is 
what's up for the next cycle, right? Yeah. After this, then what? Yes, we get it. Experience wins you things. But we saw in Com Games, it didn't win us anything. It left us medalless. So why yes. not try something new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this was JT's opportunity to try something new. But I think this, this is a solid squad, though. It is a solid Very squad. safe. Yeah, it's solid. a safe squad. It's a safe yeah. squad. And, it's not a and like I old. said, and like I said, on their day, they could beat anyone. Yes. yes. On that day, keep, they could beat anyone. You just need to keep Al in the game, right? Um, and keep a headspace in the game. Because I think sometimes, like, the goalkeepers can get in her head a bit and she gets annoyed, right? And you can see it in her game that she's annoyed. Okay, then, if you don't want Al to be annoyed, then don't play Sarah Clark. Because we know it doesn't. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the battle is very iconic to me. I love it so much. But mm. um, but Elle has, you know, an SSN. And, and I just, like, love her. And much against the vocal court. So it'll be interesting to see how Elle now faces up against, you know, the Courtney's of the world after playing them week in and week out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. speaking of the Courtney's of the world, let's talk about Australia. Oh. So they announced their squad for the year. So they haven't actually... Um, who specifically will be coming yeah, to the World Cup. But of the squad, any surprises? I think for me, Matilda Garrett, I, I love think it Tilly for her. But congrats I to her. I love She's, it for her. She yeah. managed to shut down their two starting, their two goal attacks. She shut down Austin in one game. She shut down Steph Wood in one game. They had no answers for Tilly. And I think it, like, it was a nice reward. Like, it's also really nice yes. to see that you can, if you actually reward. have the work, you put in the work, mm. you can make the squad, right? It's mm. not like it's a set squad and things like that. I exactly. think, and I think maybe the Australian squad is more or less set. I think there's just a few positions where we're like, who makes it over who? But exactly. otherwise, it's more or less set, right? Okay. I think mm. the question is, does Garbin make it? Um, mm. And things like that. Yes. I think yeah. the question is, are they who taking goes JLP or they taking JLP over Maloney? Mm. Yeah. Um, I said it like that on purpose. And. <laughs> At the back, I also have some controversial opinions at the back, but okay. it's fine. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Do you take Sunday Ariang? Or do you take Ooh. Matilda Garrett? Ooh. Who is for me, yes, yes, yes. Matilda for me is like mini Joe Weston. I mean, like police has mentioned she has managed to shut down Stepford and Kippa, who are of the top goal attacks in the league, excluding mm. Helen House because she's English, you know. Yes. Um, yes. but like who do you take? And also you have Ruby Bakewell Doran, who can win ball anytime for yes. you. You know, so yeah. it's just like for I'm, me. Yeah, yeah. I have a big yes, opinion I... about Ruby. I think Ooh. as much as she wins a lot of ball, she also throws away a lot of the ball. <laughs> um, like in silly things, like she'll get it. Okay. And she, like, I don't know if I'm making sense. If you've seen a lot of her fiber games and things like that, yes. she has the ball, then she loses it again. Um, but I mean, I guess it's nice if you know you can get the ball back. But she also wants a defender that like settles down once they have the ball. But I guess mm. that also comes with more experience. Experience, yeah. Yeah, okay. interesting. I always thought the conversation was between Sunday Ariam and Ruby Baker Doran. Mm-hmm. I never thought, I didn't, I didn't ever think that you know, Matilda, Matilda Garrett could possibly be an option, yeah. But she's on, she's on fire. She's on fire. I mean, she's on. And also, I don't know, I'm just, like, talking as a, you know, couch coach. You know, I watch from my couch and then I act like I'm a coach. But, like, for me, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for me, like, players like her, like, with the Aussie style, I think it's not that difficult to combine with someone because you know that you're doing men on. 
you know? Mm. Yes. Um, what matters is just like the switching. Because like for instance, you have Joe Weston. Joe Weston is very well with everyone. Joe Weston, you put leave Lois behind her. Joe Weston is giving you her arms, she's serving you everything. You put um M Mannix, you put Courtney, like Joe Weston plays very well with everyone. And like I yes. said, myself, the guy is very one-on-one. So I think she can, you know, fit in into that environment at any time, you know, and also she's mm. yeah. But then again, another question, because I have a lot of questions regarding the squad. Mm, you nice. have Ash, you have Ash Brazel, who's retiring. Mm. Um, and we look at the stats, and I know that the Australian style of defense is not based on stats, right? Yes. But you need a person that can win ball for you. And Ash, she can do that. But she's not been winning a lot of ball for Collingwood. Then you have Amy Parmenta, who's winning ball every week. Mm, and she's mm. performing so well. This person can coming up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Very, <laughs> Very interesting. You, like <laughs> Collingwood Ash isn't Australian Diamonds Ash. So fair, you know, fair, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um and That's I think true. it's the same way with Sophie Garbin. You she would have made the squad if it was based on her performance and just yeah, the league. Right? Um it goes it goes beyond that, right? It goes yeah. to because sometimes players perform just better when they're on international level. Yeah, that's true. I hear you, Amy. Amy or Ash? On form, on current form, you'd have to take Amy. Um, Connection-wise, you take Ash because she's played and shutting down. Because Tuyava, if Noreen selects Tuyava, Ash was able to shut Tuyava down. Yeah. Yes. Was yes. She? That oh, yes. That's quite. Oh yes. Yeah. No, she literally. Like she, the movements she was covering then. So, yeah, Ash Brazel definitely. But it was just like an interesting take off mine. And then for the mid court, yeah. JLP or Kamal? The first one, personally. JLP. Personally. Yep. Personally. JLP. I don't know that she will I mean, make it over her, but JLP. Kamal is obviously, I'm coming alive only now, but like, J- J- JLP from the start has been yeah. Yeah. I, I mean yeah, she has season, two of a, of a, of a, uh, of a low games but yeah but her season so far has been amazing she's been like one of the best top, supporters in SSN in so. the, yeah in the um, NNP point, NNPs the, she's up yes, there yes. top five and she's the only mid court I think there mm. yes yeah, true even in, in, in defensive um, stats as well I think yeah, yeah. intercepts. She's like the only mid quarter, which is huge. So yeah, you can't you can't um you know not take those Go things past. into account. Personally, I'd love I'd love you know the opportunity to meet Jamie Lee Price again. But, um, yeah, remember oh, we saw her like see you in July, and then she was like, "Well, I don't know." Yeah, she was like, "Hopefully." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Australia can just send yeah. in two teams. Australia can send in two teams and they will actually they might just send everyone <laughs> so we can meet all those two them. teams will meet each other in the final. Exactly. <laughs> no, not, not with no lean. Not with no lean. She wants the medal. She wants the balls in the medal. Rob Wright is literally there. Yeah. Rob Wright is literally there with the Jamaican team. So mm-mm. fair, fair. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're gonna Jamaica. see a lot of surprises and, with Jamaica. I mean, and also we have to mention that Jamaica plays for Yo, actually, they're not even plays. They plays fifth last tournament. So it's going to be very interesting to how they go this time around. But mm. they want to redeem themselves. It could be redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
But because think of how that game went. South Africa just had a really good start. But towards the end, Jamaica had started like getting their act together because I think they realized, oh, shit, South Africa is actually going to beat us. Um, (laughs) But I think a lot can happen at a World Cup, especially if you're playing at home, guys. Like, it's different, man. Mm, I'll say, I don't know how. Like, uh, yeah, but Jamaica looks scary. Yeah, they do. They, they do. They look scary. They look, ew, they look scary. Ooh. But for me now, it just comes to this. We know that their strength and conditioning is not the best in the world, right? Jamaica finishes two weeks prior to the World Cup, right? Because we know General Fowler is going to play in the finals. So yes. the finale is like just two weeks before the World Cup. So I'm not sure how fatigue is going to work into them. But good luck to them. But even New Zealand, eh? They also they also have some pretty you know pretty st- strong contenders and stuff. Oh no, they I think I, I think we're gonna see and I know we hate to see it every year or every big tournament. I think we're gonna see another Trans Tasman um, final. Honestly, you think? I think for me that would be I the best so. outcome of the World Cup. Is it's almost like a redemption round. Like it's almost like a redemption final. No. Australia, the Commonwealth gold medalists. And New Zealand, the current world champions. Let's meet in the fun. Let's play it out. I think that for me is the best. I know Glenda, you want to see Jamaica in the final. Yes, <laughs> I want something different. I want something new, something fresh, something cute. I hate change. And for by me, the way. The- oh, okay. <laughs> Twins, get that. You want the Supremes? You want the Supremes to be the Supremes? <laughs> I don't I know. Change. I, I don't take change. Like, I'm, I'm very good. Mm-mm. We'll get used to it because Jamaica's coming through. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, my, my controversial <laughs> opinion is Jamaica, even if they make finals, they won't win this World, Nepal World Cup. I think the next set, next, next World, Nepal World Cup, they'd possibly win. But not this one. There's okay. something about a big Same. game, guys. There's something about a big game that gets into players' heads and like the the occasion itself mm-hmm. is bigger than the than the team. I don't know if I'm making sense. Okay, sure. Like you know, even on Com Games, the occasion so of being saying, there was bigger than yes. them actually being in the final. And I think it got to them and in their heads and stuff like that. There's a certain temperament you need to have when you're in the final, right? Which is why New Zealand okay. and Australia will always be those teams in the final, you know. And okay. even like when they were playing third and fourth playoffs. The New Zealand that came for third and fourth players was not the New Zealand that was playing mm-hmm, with Knowing true. how to win a big occasion plays yeah. big. If, if if Jamaica um does not win this one, I don't think they'll win the next one. True, same because now you've lost Janiel. Yeah, Janiel won't be there. Anymore. If, if they win now, they won't win Ooh. the next one. I don't think so. Okay, that's fair. I think. Do you know what? For me, for me, I think. The fact that they played in last year's Commonwealth Games final, um, it, they got a, a, a taste of what it takes to play in a big game. So I say don't count them out. Okay. No, I'm not counting them out. They look dangerous. And <laughs> yeah. No, that are. defense end is... It's hectic. Yeah. So that was our first episode of the Nitty Cloud Chasers podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we hope you come back for our next episode and listen to what uh, hot takes we have next. Bye. Bye. Bye.